In recent years, the practice of kaparas twirling a chicken over our heads before Yom Kippur has particularly come under attack from animal rights activists. Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 23 of Chagiga. And we learn that when it comes to Minhag Yisrael, a Jewish custom, we need to defend our practices because once we allow the detractors to have their way, it's a slippery slope until they abolish many more of our actual laws of the Torah. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I'd like to begin with a story. After losing all their family in the Holocaust, my grandparents walked away from God, Torah, and mitzvahs almost entirely. They moved as far away as possible from anything Jewish settling in Australia and retreating to the Blue Mountains, nowhere near Jewish life. They worked hard to make a new life for their growing family with zero interest in spiritual pursuits. Strangely, though, there was one custom they couldn't let go of. Annually, just before Yom Kippur, they would take their children to a local farm and perform the customary kaparas. Each member of the family would take a chicken and twirl it over his head, beseeching God to atone for his sins. Something in the innermost depths of the neshama of my grandparents told them that they couldn't enter the holiest day of the year without schlogging kaparas. Fast forward a number of decades. Ten children and dozens of grandchildren later, Nana and Papa slowly but surely made peace with heaven and returned to religious observance. By the end of his life, Papa was putting on tefillin and davening with a daily minion. He constantly wore a yarmulke and he donated two sifre Torah to his shul. So you can appreciate how uncomfortable I feel when I hear attacks on Kaparas from animal rights activists. The criticism seems to get louder and louder with each passing year. Recently, certain rabbis have also joined the bandwagon, condemning the practice as having little basis in halacha and encouraging people to use money instead of chickens. Let's look at today's Gemara. They would render impure the priest who burns the red heifer in order to counter the opinion of the Sadducees who would say the ritual must be performed by those who had experienced sunset. Let's analyze the Gemara. There are two biblical stages of purification. First, one must immerse in the mikvah. Second, the sun setting over the individual completes the purification process. In most cases, both conditions are necessary. However, regarding the Kohen, who would prepare the ashes of the red heifer in the holy temple, only the first condition was required. Nevertheless, the fundamentalist Sadducees maintained that even the Kohen required the sunset provision. In order to demonstrate that sunset was unnecessary, they would purposely contaminate the Kohen performing the service. He would then go to the mikveh, following which he would immediately complete the service without waiting for sunset. That way, everyone would witness and remember that sunset was unnecessary for this particular service. Listen to the lengths to which we sometimes need to go to demonstrate against those who wish to undermine traditional Judaism. In order to show everyone that the Sadducees were wrong, we would intentionally make the poor Cohen impure. That's what we call taking one for the team. What an incredible sacrifice on his part for the sake of upholding tradition. Returning to the Kaparis ritual, it's well known that historically not all rabbis have favored the Minhag. Already in the 13th century, Rabbi Shlomo Ibn Adret, 
famously declared it to be a pagan practice. And so, for those who are opposed on those grounds, there's ample basis in the sources. But if that's the case, we need to be consistent and demonstrate against other pagan influences that have crept into our tradition, such as the Mzinka dance or wearing black to a funeral, to name just a couple. For the most part, those who oppose Kaparis adopt their position not due to the disputed origins of the Minhag, but on animal rights grounds. Such a stance is unacceptable and poses long-term dangers to our tradition. When handled properly, Kaparis reflects no greater insensitivity to animals than regular shkita. Abolishing the tradition of Kaparis on the grounds of cruelty to animals is a step toward a total ban on shkita generally, a tragedy that we've already witnessed in some parts of Europe. Many of those who stand at the forefront of the battle against Kaparis know that a victory in this round will bring them one step closer to their ultimate goal. Kaparis may make you squeamish. You may find it bizarre and uncomfortable. But sometimes, says the Mishnah, we need to make ourselves a little impure in order to combat the Sadducees. If you've never tried it, go check it out for yourself before joining the ranks of the naysayers. My experience has only ever been one of respect to the chickens. And it's a wonderful opportunity to show my children that Yom Kippur is almost upon us and we need to do Teshua tangibly and not just pay lip service as we stand in shul. Rather than ignoring our own awkwardness and the apparent discomfort to the chicken, these are feelings we should embrace and internalize as we prepare for the Day of Atonement. Our tradition has always had more than its fair share of detractors. Sometimes we need to get a little dirty to stop the critics in their tracks. May you forever be known as a protector of our holy Torah, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.